0: Hi, this is my good, bad brain. Uh, I'm going to kick the theme music on here in a second. uh, I've just this is a language warning I suppose I, I ended up this is actually a re-upload because I uploaded it before without bleeping out some of the language there's some racial slurs in a poem that I read as part of this uh, that I sort of read in I opened it and looked it up I didn't re- pre-read it before doing this little brain breather uh, and then I just posted it and I listened and I you know was like makes me uncomfortable I don't I don't think there's a reason for a uh, 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 white guy to be fucking saying certain words even if they're just a poem that they're reading you know what i mean i don't have to we all get the idea so this is a disclaimer that there's some uh maybe triggery kind of stuff in this episode in terms of some language and references to violence and trauma as i talk about uh toxic shame i'm gonna try to get better about doing uh trigger warnings anyway um i'm gonna start the pod thing oh hey did uh d- include the housekeeping here why not uh leave us some reviews if you like the show and also uh, patreon.com slash my good bad brain keeps his baby alive. Alright, thanks. We'll do some theme music and get into this brain breather. Bye. Welcome to my good bad brain I'm a normal person so I'm insane I've got depression and ADHD but I'm doing better since I medicated me I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what be Hi, brain breather time. It is so hot right now in Los Angeles, which is, I guess, normal. I guess this time of year it gets hot and that's fine. Uh, but it's incredible how debilitating it is. I'm like, how am I? I've been trying to do a brain breather, just get to record. I was like, oh, maybe I'll plug this thing in and try to figure this out. For some time now, and I don't know, it's just you go, You move so slow. <laughs> and I feel, I, okay, so I think this is related to the theme of, of what I'm going to talk about. I mean, there's so much to talk about. There's always so much to talk about. But since this is my brain breathing, I figure I'll breathe it about the stuff that's been going on with me that seems relevant to y'all, to mental health I mean, how is anything not mental health? So, the heat, how does the heat have anything to do with this? Uh, I'm continuously struck by this duality of existence that is the physical one, the existence of the body, and then the existence of, uh, I don't know, the spirit or something. I mean, I, I hesitate to even say mind now because. I think that's what I wanted to get at was how intensely affected my mind is by physical experience, and so the heat obviously right makes you irritable. Like people even show people. There's even things like that. Uh, violent crime goes up in cities when it's hotter because you know you're just so agitated. You're just so slow, and I feel stupider when I'm when I'm hot when I'm my brain's cooking. But like beyond that. This physical experience that we interpret as a mental one, uh, you know, I I think it's funny to think about you're a better or worse person. You're a nicer or more patient or less so person based on like how recently you ate. Like how recently did I take a bunch of molecules, mush them up in my mouth, and swallow them down into my body so they can distribute? That stupid thing Will have an impact on. Are you a nice person or not? You know, halt, oh, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? And that is something that we would think of as an ephemeral concept, like a spiritual or mental one, one outside of uh, a, an uncontrollable one, which gets into the rest of the stigma that we always deal with around mental health stuff. A hey, just just get over it, right? Pull yourself out of this out of this slump. Like just calm down. <laughs> As if it's something you just get to pick or not. And we find ourselves in this strange space. It's like, well, okay, let's honor what's going on as a physical thing. If, if you had a broken leg, nobody would be like, hey, pick up the pace. You're on that broken leg. <laughs> However, even with a broken leg, you'd, you would have the option to try to move faster on it or put weight more on it. It might hurt you or make it worse, but you do have the option. And I feel like that's the mysterious spot that we dance in terms of self-care, healing, and interacting with our world and reality and challenges day to day while having this physical experience of brain chemicals and stuff or whatever that creates, of, of, I think also just, just stored trauma that is a f- physically stored in us and never dealt with that we've learned from. So this dovetails into I had this experience last night. I had a little depressive bubble last night, and that's how I've come to think of them—little bubbles. I've been doing a lot of self-care. I've been like staying consistent with exercise and nutrition more so. This pod, you know, keeps me uh, doing sort of reflections and check-ins in a much more, I think, proactive way because I feel I feel much more. Um, accountable, I guess. I feel like if, if I'm talking to all of you and I'm getting positive feedback from all of you about like expressing my experience and discussing tools and stuff that I have and that I use and try, then, well, goddamn, I better be fucking using them for myself, you know? So it's been a very positive impact. I'm really grateful for y'all who are part of this because it's created a little sense of community and other human beings that I think is making me better Like to, to be accountable to. But so last night this thing happens and, and I don't, I don't know what triggers what triggers it. Um, a bunch of stuff, you know, paying bills, realizing like, ooh, there's some stuff you didn't account for. Money's going to be pretty hard right now. Damn, I wish I made more money, not to be rich, but just so I was stable so I could pay the rent and stuff like that. And oh, damn, I wish I had some more jobs. And in my profession, uh, that's a iffy thing. Freelancing, mostly on camera work as a actor or producer, or host kind of thing, host, or even the producing jobs, right? All that stuff. Ooh, I wish I had more of that work. That's a really feast or famine kind of job. Why don't I get that work? Am I just, bad. Maybe I'm just bad. Why don't I get picked? And why don't I get picked is a common uh, one. And as soon as I get to why don't I get picked, and I'm sitting there feeling bad for myself. Maybe I'm just bad. Maybe I'm a bad thing in the universe. I'm not good. I'm just not as good. I just got to fucking accept it and start figuring out other things to do with my life. Once you get to that, I, why aren't I picked? I think that's when you reveal, oh, oh, an ancient trauma, an ancient hurt. This feeling that you're not good enough, this feeling that you, why aren't you one of the special ones that got to got selected by whatever it was. Maybe it was your first crush. Maybe it was just a, a sports team at school or called on in class or just by the universe, that feeling like you're not noticed. Like whatever you are, what beautiful things that you hold, whatever thoughts and feelings and magical things you have, like ideas, that it's just not special. It just wasn't picked. You see, you see other people who were picked. They do well. They get the jobs. They Everyone loves them. Everybody comments on all their things and likes all their things. And they get paid well and blah, 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 blah. And they're picked. And it's not even, it doesn't even have to be negative. It's wonderful that they're picked. Oh, I love that they're picked. But I'm not picked. Why didn't I get picked? Uh, probably because I'm bad and that's the thought of that's a thought that i have that like is one of my consistent trauma points i don't know where the fuck it came from or i, I my first therapist one of my no, my first very good therapist the first therapist i really connected to and and developed like a practice with introduced me to this concept of toxic shame and i'll find the piece at some point they they gave me describing like what toxic shame is but it was just this core thing this this core thing that you're born with and you don't even know what it is and it's called toxic shame and it just says you're bad you're not good you are uh, I I always felt the way I um, described it was anathema to existence you know um I'm and that thing was like really rearing its head last night and you get into this thing of understanding it's a physical experience it's it's not real but in the sense that I don't have to buy into it, but it is real in the sense of the experience of it. So I'm running through these tapes. I'm not picked. I'm bad. I'm really bad in the world. I'm going to be a drain on the people around me my whole life. I'm fucking so awful. Nobody even likes me. Blah, 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 blah. all this shit. Just fucking quit, dude. Just quit. Fucking stop you fucking, you know, blah blah blah. All this shit. The people who do love you, who do care you, you're barnacle. You're like a fucking parasite to them. You're like garbage that they won't throw out even though it keeps smelling up their kitchen and getting worse. Like what the fuck? Like that's the voice in my head that I get, you know? And I did while I was just sitting here, I I pulled up this um this poem I didn't think of it as a poem when I was given it, when it gave, I was given it uh, to me by my therapist about this idea of toxic shame. And when I read it for the first time, I was like, oh, fuck. That is real. I know what that is. So I'm just going to read it. Uh, it's not my poem. It's just a thing that exists. I don't even know who it's by. I don't, I've never seen it I don't know if I've seen it with the name of a writer, but anyway, my therapist, this is the one I'm pretty sure my they gave to me. It's called My Name is Toxic Shame. I was there at your conception, in the epinephrine of your mother's shame. You felt me in the fluid of your mother's womb. I came upon you before you could speak, before you understood, before you had any way of knowing. I came upon you when you were learning to walk, when you were unprotected and exposed, when you were vulnerable and needy, before you had any boundaries. My name is Toxic Shame. I came upon you when you were magical, before you could know I was there. I severed your soul. I pierced you to the core. I brought you feelings of being flawed and defective. I brought you feelings of distrust, ugliness, stupidity, doubt, worthlessness, inferiority, and unworthiness. I made you feel different. I told you there was something wrong with you. I soiled your godlikeness. My name is Toxic Shame. I existed before conscience, before guilt, before morality. I am the master of emotion. I am the internal voice that whispers words of condemnation. I am the internal shudder that courses through you without any mental preparation. My name is toxic shame. I live in secrecy, in the deep, moist banks of darkness, desp- depression, and despair. Always I sneak up on you. I catch you off guard. I come through the back door, uninvited, unwanted. Def- First to arrive. I was there at the beginning of time with Father Adam, Mother Eve, Brother Cain. I was at the Tower of Babel, the slaughter of the innocents. My name is Toxic Shame. I come from shameless caretakers, abandonment, ridicule, abuse, neglect, perfectionistic systems. I am empowered by the shocking intensity of a parent's rage, the cruel remarks of siblings, the jeering humiliation of other children, the awkward reflection in the mirrors that touch that feeling feels icky and frightening the slap, the pinch, the jerk that ruptures trust. I am intensified by a racist, sexist culture, the righteous condemnation of religious bigots, the fears and pressures of schooling, the hypocrisy of politicians, the multi-generational shame of dysfunctional family systems. My name is toxic shame. I can transform a woman person, a Jewish person, a black person, a gay person, an oriental person, a precious child into a bitch, a cunt a bull- a a selfish little bastard. I bring that pain... I bring pain, sorry, that got that is chronic, a pain that will not go away. I am the hunter that stalks you night and day, every day, everywhere. I have no boundaries. You try to hide from me, but you cannot because I live inside of you. I make you feel hopeless like there is no way out. My name is toxic shame. My pain is so unbearable that you must pass me on to others through control, perfectionism, contempt, criticism, blame, envy, judgment, power, and rage. My pain is so intense. You must cover me up with addictions, rigid roles, reenactment, and unconscious ego defenses. My pain is so intense that you must numb out and no longer feel me. I convinced you that I am gone, that I do not exist. You experience absence and emptiness. My name is toxic shame. I am the core of codependency. I am spiritual bankruptcy, the logic of absurdity, the repetition compulsion. I am crime, violence, incest rape i am the voracious hole that fuels all addictions i am instability and lust i am a the wandering Jew wagner's flying, flying dutchman dostoevsky's underground man kierkegaard's seducer goethe's faust i twist who you are into what you do and have i murder your soul and you pass me on for generations my name is toxic shame <sighs> So, that was given to me by a therapist, and it's intense to read again, it's all there, it's all fresh, Um, it's intense, it's fucking intense. Um, I felt good when she had given me this, because I recognized myself in it. And this thing that continues to be so validating and empowering and connective when you hear your experience coming out of the mouth of another person or the writings of another person and you go, Oh, wow. I'm not the only one that uh, this does as this is territory that has been experienced. This is survivable. This is a thing that other people have named. And if you can name a thing, you can deal with it. I just feel that way. If you can see what it is, you can figure out how to interact with it. Give it that fucking. That's toxic shame. That's what that is. Those things. When the thing comes over you. When that fucking, all that whole list. You know, you know it. You know it. And you can go, oh, that's not me. It is mine. Just like my body. It's mine. (laughs) Gonna have to fucking deal with that. But it's not me. It is mine. But it is not me. And I'll be running the tapes that Toxic Shame wants me to have, my depression tapes, saying all the things, and knowing while I'm saying them, I know this isn't true. I know this isn't true. I know this isn't true. I know this is absurd. I know I've healed this. I know I've dealt with this. I've dealt with this specific thing again and again and again and again. I know. But it doesn't change the somatic sense. It's happening. And the somatic sense has to be acknowledged for us to do anything about it. I'm a big proponent throughout this of never sacrificing my ability to choose that we can make choices and make changes. That I believe that. But you can't do that if you don't acknowledge it's there. If you just learn the language of I'm fine. I was thinking this about the, the problematic stuff in the culture too. If you have problematic thoughts or something. Mine in particular, I was thinking about my attraction to violence. I think that's fucked up. You know, it's fucked up that I'm attracted to violence so much. But what am I going to do by just learning the words and, and pretending I'm a nice person, you know? What am I going to do? Oh, who? Oh, oh, that's so vulgar. That's so atrocious. The violence. Oh, you know, or, or just cishat normative, uh, horniness, fucking attraction to people, objectification of members of the opposite sex. Oh, who does that? Oh, oh, I would never, oh, learn the language. Now you can be a better person. You can acknowledge, you can say, oh, I have something in me that makes other people not real people. It makes them targets for adventures, you know? and dehumanizes them immediately there's something in me that just does that but I don't have to do what it says there's something in me that just fucking hates me that like fucking thinks I am a fucking garbage nothing and I should be erased from the earth that toxic shame that I shouldn't exist that's real but I can know that it's not true I can know that other people are real human beings even if my body goes I want to kill someone (laughs) you know what I mean I want to kill. I want to fuck. Okay. That makes sense. Your body probably had a lot of scary situations thousands and thousands of years ago that had to really boil it down to that, but don't really need that anymore. Let's not encroach in the sovereignty of other living beings. You know what I mean? Let's try to make everybody feel safe. Let's try to make everybody feel happy and expressed. Let's try to do that. Let's try to make people laugh. If I don't acknowledge the awful thing that exists as a reality in my body, I cannot make choices about it. I can't. And when I sit there and I'm running my tapes in my little bubble in my head, my bubble, my depression bubble, going, ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. I know all this is untrue. I know. I run the tapes. While I'm talking about the tapes, I know they're untrue. I just go, I'm going to get through this. I learned from Allie Ward, my love Allie, she has a podcast called Ologies, and she had this one this week's about Mars. And I was learning about Mars listening to it, and they talk about these two moons that Mars has, Phobos and Deimos, and specifically Phobos. There's a new theory about it. They think it might be a captured asteroid. They don't know, but it's very small, twenty six kilometers across, I believe they said. Phobos means fear. Well, it's the god of fear. It was Ares' son, the god of war, had two sons, Phobos and Deimos. And Deimos was dread and terror, and Phobos is fear, the things that come with battle, with war. So, Phobos, in real life, Phobos, the moon of Mars, the new theory is that the life cycle of Phobos is that it constantly, over thousands of thousands, millions of years, whatever, crashes into the surface of Mars creates such an intense dust cloud from this crashing that the dust coalesces and recreates itself as the moon once again, Phobos, until it again crashes into Mars, creates a dust cloud so big, so much fucking turmoil, that fear moon smashes into your surfaces, causes this huge cloud, ah, fuck, ah, shit, here's fear again, and then it remakes itself up in the sky, this thing on the horizon. There it is. Now you can do it the other way too. Fear exists always outside, just floating above you. There it is. And once in a while, immolates, goes away. You experience the whole thing. Ah, and then it just goes back, comes back to life. It goes away, comes back to life, hanging over you. The trick is Phobos gets smaller every time. Literally, literally the moon Phobos around Aries keeps crashing into the thing, recoalescing in a cloud, and then is smaller. There, but smaller. Come on, nature. Like, are we in a fucking simulation? You named the moon fear? The moon that constantly crashes into its surface and then re itself as a smaller version of itself? I sit there, I run the tapes of my depression, toxic, shame tapes, and I go, fucking, you fucking are worthless, you should just fucking give up, you should probably die, fuck you, fucking forget it, let's punch out, dude, done with this, meanwhile, going, this isn't true, this isn't true, this isn't true, I know it's not true, I know it's not real, it feels fucking real, but I've done this a million times, I've worked through this, am I going to be ashamed, am I going to use this, oh, I've worked through this and it's back, I'm even more ashamed now, no, that's how that works, that trick, you've done that trick too, working these tapes, fear. Comes back forever and ever and ever in cycles, but always smaller. Smaller. There, but smaller. And I kind of loved that. It gave me this like sort of cute cartoon vision of Phobos. Sweet little Phobos. Sweet little fear. Trying forever just to sustain itself. Just coming back over and over. It's just what it does. But smaller every time. Tinier and cuter in a little box that you carry around your pocket floating in your sky. so I take comfort in that that practice I hope this is useful for you I I think that's what I'm trying to share is that uh, the value and importance in acknowledging the bad things inside of you even if they're aspects of being a person that you don't like maybe in, for my, in my circumstance, like are oh, like a piece of shit. Other people are picked. Other people are better than me. I wish I had what they had. Jealousy, envy, somebody else's success triggering something negative in you. Fuck, hate being that person because you see it in other people and it grosses you out. You go, fuck you be in a world where you celebrate everybody around you. Oh, things that you don't like in other people. And then you see them in you. Oh no. A little bit of sexism in there. Oh no. Whatever fucked up shit you've got. You got a little bit of that. You got a little xenophobia? You got a little homophobia? What do you got in you? You want to talk to it? You want to look at it? Because I'll tell you what, if you don't talk to those toxicities that you may have inherited from your society, your parents, your cousins, the pains that strangers put in you, wherever they came from, I'll tell you how you don't get rid of them. I'll tell you how you don't take their hands off the wheel is just pretending they're not there. You know? And I'm not talking about like claiming it like a celebration. I think that's a thing sometimes will be do, do sometimes. Oh, you know what? Actually, it's good. Like, you know, kind of shittiness, like kind of you're just shitty and they call it self love. No, no, no. We're picking to be better people just because the thing is there in you organically doesn't mean it's the way you want to be. You are allowed to have ideals. You're allowed to try to be a better version of you. It's incumbent upon us to do that in a community. And this is a community. We're on this one planet. We want to be better people, but you have to go through the phase of interacting with the badness in you if you want things to be better for yourself and everyone around you. I don't know. I mean, I do know. I do know that for me. I say I don't know all the time. I don't know. It's a way to get out of it. I do know. We've all got bad things inside of us because we've all been hurt. And when somebody hurts you, they put something in you. That's true. They've brought something corrosive into your life. That's a trauma. And we've all got those. And we can invalidate them. Oh, it's not that big a deal or whatever all day fucking long. But trauma happens to everyone. And if you don't fucking deal with it, it will make you poisonous. I remember I saw this thing, the horrible stuff about the about the fucking uh, the immigration stuff going on. And some CNN article, I put this on Twitter. I'm sorry if you read this and I'm repeating it. I, I saw this thing they put on CNN. They were talking to fucking Trump supporters or whatever who supported this wall. This atrocious thing. No human being... No human being who has acknowledged their traumas, looked at life, is present and able to feel people, looks at families being separated and goes, eh, that's the parents' fault, so it's okay. No, no one does that. And they had this interview, they had this old man who said, they're breaking the rules. I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close. They're breaking the rules. And he told a little story to the CNN crew, whatever. When I was 16, I went swimming in a lake and I got fined. And that's how life is there. They broke the rules. This is what happens. Consequences. And I thought, fuck me, man. There it is right there. This person, 16 years old, the most innocuous, absurd, arbitrary punishment. You went swimming in a lake. You're going to get fined for that. You're not supposed to be swimming in the lakes that are here. And his brain has to process this tra- a trauma. Like it makes no fun, and he's right, it's, it might sound like a silly low-level trauma to us, and it is, it kind of is, but it was real for this person, and it was so real, why, why would I get fined for just swimming in a lake? I'm just trying to, I guess that, that doesn't make any sense. Because it doesn't make sense. So you get like a Stockholm syndrome about it. You go, well, it doesn't make sense, but I need my world to make sense. So you know what that, that you know what that makes that does make sense. does make sense. Actually, that's good. Actually, that's good. That trauma, that thing that hurt me, that's good, actually. And yes, and that is how the world should work. And the person ended up using the phrase, so I feel nothing for them about the people who had broken the rules and that were on the I feel nothing for them. This person was so traumatized by a tiny little infraction. They were 16 and they're brushed with fucking policy that makes no sense and policing. So fucking broken by it that they had to just numb out, numb that trauma, never touch it, never deal with it. And now they feel nothing. I feel nothing for them, for children and families, human beings. Like everyone's so numb because of the traumas that they have. There was a thing I heard somebody say uh, about that. What kind of... Bad parenting, though, huh? What kind of parent brings their child across the desert to go to blah, blah, blah? You've answered the question in your question. What kind of parent? One that's clearly trying to escape something real fucking bad. (laughs) Obvious to anybody who's looked at the toxicity inside of themselves obvious to anyone who's been wounded and thought i didn't deserve that wound and didn't jump to go but i need to make it sane i need to. who said no wait i shouldn't have had that wound nobody should do that to each other i don't want to do that in the world we're stopping this so i think it's really important (laughs) that's obviously you know at political levels but fuck that political levels are human levels it's the way you talk to yourself too if I have this fucking trauma in me that I just got, I just got it. I was given toxic shame before I was born. It's in me. Can't ignore it. Because what fucking happens? What happens if you ignore a pain, if you ignore an infection? Just got to try to blank it out. Use the power of your mind. Don't feel that pain every fucking day because it hurts too fucking bad. Well, damn, if it doesn't get worse, if it's an infection. You might spread that to other people. I mean, the metaphors are all over the place. It's too easy to make the metaphors. I think it's frustrating to know, like, the fear thing. Our toxicities, they don't just go away. We can process them real good, but we get triggered. Things happen. They come back. They live there. I have a demon that lives in me. I know where he lives. Right under my ribcage. I know where he lives. Lower left side. Gotta talk to him. You know? I'll say this last thing about the traumas too and the demon. And my This is getting super woo-woo, but this is my experience and it, it was helpful to me. I always pictured my demon It took the shape of a wolf, like a big dog, a germ shepherdy dog. Kind of like Bodhi, weirdly. But that's how I always pictured it. And my demon, my traumas, whatever, like a dog, wants to protect me because I am its home. And it's best understanding of how to protect me is to be fucking mean. Is to be vicious and aggressive. And if anybody gets close to it, ah, get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from my home. I'll take whatever I want from you. I'll keep this thing alive. I love it. I don't care. I'll get what I want. I'll stay good. That that was the instinct, I believe, of the trauma, of the of the demon, whatever. And I had to have a talk with it and go, hi, hi. I know I've been trying to get rid of you for a while. And I know you don't like that because I've realized you're not just selfish. (laughs) You don't just want to be here for no reason. You're here to do a job, as far as you know. And that is protect me. And that is keep me alive as a source of whatever, blah, blah. That's your job. You're here. You know something bad happened before. And you're here to try to mitigate it happening again. But in trying to mitigate it, you're kind of making it happen over and over again. And I don't know if that's your own Freudian thing, Mr. Demon, about having to relive the thing and having to do it over and over just to relive it so you recreate it. I don't know. not going to psychoanalyze you, Wolf, Mr. Demon. Thank you, my friend, my buddy. But you can calm down because I'm getting better now. I kind of have the reins. I'm kind of starting to figure out. I'm kind of realizing why you're here and I'm sorry I've been so harsh about saying fuck you and asking you to, begging you to stop being pissed at you, telling you to get out of here, because now I understand what I should have said was thank you for trying in the only way you knew how to keep me safe. But you're hurting me and you're hurting other people. And while your intentions were good, reliving these traumas for me, redoing them, remanufacturing them, whatever. It's not a good strategy for me, (laughs) the people around me. And the wolfy thing, you know, as you do this, say this, thank you to it and and go, uh, you, you can stand down. I just got the distinct sense of relief from it. Oh, thank fucking God. Okay, great. Just like dogs. They feel like you're in charge. They feel like things are okay. They're under control. They calm down. Oh, okay, good, good. So I don't need to be all barky and shitty anymore. Okay, thank you. Oh, good. Good, 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 Because I really wasn't true. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, man. (laughs) Have me at the wheel. I don't know. I'm a dog. I got sharp teeth. I want to eat things. I want to fuck things. I don't know. What do you want? Uh, Sorry. That's all I got. (laughs) So it doesn't help. It wouldn't help to just continue down the path, being mad at it, being mad at the trauma, ignoring it, fucking it off. It hurts too much. It's too too difficult. Got to just say it's real. It's in me. And it's not me. But it's mine. And the acceptance of self seems in a very tough way to necessitate the acceptance of all the parts of yourself including the toxic shame. You gotta love that too. Gotta love every fucking part of yourself. You gotta love every part of the people around you if you love them doesn't mean give it carte blanche. It doesn't mean let it do what the fuck it wants. doesn't mean let it run wild. It's not a crush. Love is not a crush. Love is not obsession is how limerence. Love is... I think love is acceptance and celebration and beauty. Understanding. And then you correct course. You go all the hate and anger and fear and sadness and fucking same old tapes and same old cycles and all the things you do all over and over and over again. I love it. I love you. I know it's not going to make sense. It hardly makes sense to me. It's just right. I love it. I love you. Mr. Rogers shit, okay? Mr. Rogers. When he says you're special, it just means that you're capable of being loved. Traumas are able to be healed. Toxic shame is not the end-all conclusion. It's the starting point. I'm not saying you can wipe it out, but you can do things about it. You can talk to it. You can let yourself make different decisions. It's yours, but it's not you. It's mine, but it's not me. Hot day in LA. All right. I think that's good enough. That's my brain is breathed. I need to, I need to keep it, keep doing this. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Um, these things come out earlier on Patreon. So this is coming out on Patreon now and the rest of y'all will get it a little later on if you're on Patreon thank you and bless you I can't even express to you that, that the fears and things I was talking about that I was going through damn it makes a difference it's really uh, ooh, it's changing my life just the little help that that support on Patreon so if you got it in yet go for it and if you're doing it thank you so fucking much and the rest of you I hope you got something out of that I, uh, I damn 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 I don't know it works it helps me It helps me, this fucking brain breather, to run through that shit, talking to my fucking shame, talking to my traumas, talking to my demon, talking to them, dialoguing with them, not fighting them, not explaining to them why they're not supposed to be here, not explaining why they're wrong, listening, understanding, listening, validating, validating me, validating it, coming to common ground. And then saying, now that we know, just like anything that we fucking know, we can do something about it. There's no mystery now. We can see it. We can see the object. And now what are we going to do? Over, under, around, or through, there's a way. There's always. Over, under, around, or through. Over, under, around, or through. There's always a way. All right. Thanks, y'all. See you next week or whenever.